Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Good morning, crypto. The system is failing. We're going to have more homelessness, more unemployment, and the government has to print more money. It's a command and control economy where the government tells you everything. I just don't trust our government. You know, they're going to have to start printing. Good morning, Warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several of my friends this morning. We have the top crypto researcher on the planet, also known as the shock jock of the XRP army, Mr. Johnny Crypto is back on this Wednesday morning. We have the fastest growing influencer in the node space and the lead asset manager for Phoenix Crypto Assets, Mario, the node defender, is here for his first episode of the week. Very excited to have you, Mario. And today is a very special day because we have a very special guest, a renowned deep diver of the XRP community. Many refer to him as the best kept secret in crypto, a future billionaire known for his aggressively average content. The bearable bull, ladies and gentlemen, is joining Good Morning Crypto to drop some crypto gems. So very excited to have you. Thank you for joining us. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing the powerful statements from Elon Musk, noting we are likely entering a recession. We tell our listeners what this could mean for the crypto market. We have a clip from Kevin O'Leary on BlackRock and Fidelity giving $400 million to Circle. Is this a signal that USDC is the chosen stablecoin? For all of our XRP holders out there, we will be discussing the future of XRP as well as the ongoing lawsuit. And of course, we will deep dive into what it takes to be successful within the crypto market by picking the brain of our special guest. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So it's a very exciting day. Johnny Crypto, we usually start with you, but you know who we got to go to first. The Bearable Bull is in the building. Welcome to our program, Bearable Bull. We are so excited to have you. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon to everyone from across the world. Um, I think my goal for the show is to get um, this channel kicked off YouTube, to be honest, because we're going to be talking about everything. Um, and, you know, people nowadays don't necessarily like talking about everything, but if there's one thing I can say is that there's never been a better time in the world to empower yourself both financially and intellectually than right now. The old system, the old guard is falling apart by the seams. And all that means is that um, those cracks that are being created allow for the opportunity to new people to get through to the other side. And we're the few that are going to get through to the other side. So I'm real excited to be here, guys. 
Thank you so much, Bull. And this is the greatest time in human history. It's undoubted. But somebody who tries to get ticked off this channel every single week is Johnny Crypto. Johnny Crypto, you are unfiltered, and you got a guest who's unfiltered today. So I'm sure it's going to be an amazing episode. How are you feeling on this Wednesday? And are you ready to go this morning? Oh, God, I love it. First of all, good morning, everybody. How are you today? As you all know, my name is Johnny Crypto with a K, and I'm wishing all you Warrior Maniacs a good day today. I am super, super excited. We got the bull in the house. So when I started my journey in crypto maybe about a year, year and a half ago, uh, the bull was one of the first crypto influencers I started following. And I can tell you that his <clears throat> aggressively average content <laughs> saved my ass. So many times I was walking off the cliff. Should I sell? Should I not sell? What do I do? What do I do with XRP? So, Bull, you impact lives, whether you know it or not. Thank you very much. Saved my ass many, many, many times. I don't know who's. I don't know whose bright idea it was to put both of us together in one stream. Out there. <laughs> it but was my idea. Should, I'll take credit for that. But I'm you happy should be. Gonna... You should be fired, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Oh, God. The SEC and the, and, the, and the YouTube police are going to be so happy today. Like, oh, that's an yeah. easy one. But you know what I did do, Bull? I've made sure to bring a safe guest on this week. Mario, welcome into the program. It's your first episode of the week, and we're super excited to have you, man. I know you're a huge Bearable Bull fan, so why don't you just tell us anything you want to say? Shout out to the Bearable Bull. Yeah, shout out to the Bearable Bull. Like like Johnny Crypto was saying, yeah, Bearable Bull was someone that I, uh, you know, I followed quite quite extensively last year. I used to watch all of his videos, and he certainly helped me guide in, guide me in the right direction. And I'm here today, and this is the path that I feel is uh, I've been blessed with. So I'm really blessed to be in the same stream. Can't really say the same room because we're not in the same room, but in the same stream with him, it's it's a real honor. And and yeah, I'm super excited. I, I'll be the peace one. You know, if you guys are going to get into, <laughs> I'm not going to let you guys get, get into trouble. Without a doubt, man. It's a pleasure to have you. My Appreciate it, Bull. Listen, we're going to talk about bull runs, bear ones, baby calf walks, whatever it is. Let's just play it. So welcome yep. to the show, Bull. Can't wait. So honored to have you. We're going to dive into everything from ISO coins to a bear market to where Bitcoin is headed. We're going to touch it all this episode. And of course, we're going to hear from the bearable bull. We'll start this thing off the same way we always do by showing you guys our Good Morning Trip Twitter account at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. Go follow us. Smash that like button. We love talking to you guys and we always get back to you. The Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index is sitting in extreme fear as we have for the past few months. We are sitting at a 12 this morning. Johnny Crypto and the Bearable Bull, I'd love to get some words from you. We'll start with Johnny Crypto and then head over to the bull. Like I always say, just replace the word fear with buy and greed with sell. And this, this is telling us extreme buy, right? Now, we know from the historical times that we could kind of sit in this fear zone or what I like to call the buy zone. You know, from the May to July timeframe, we could sit in this one, you know, as we looked in the past, you could see it right there on the chart for two, three months. So, again, use this opportunity to slowly dollar cost average in. That's what I'm doing. We know in the long run, if you're a long, long term holder like we are here, 2025 and beyond is the target. You're going to look back someday and say, why the hell wasn't I buying then? So I'm not making that mistake, Abs. I'm buying now. I'm DCA and I love me some fear. 100%. And I want to go to the bull here because we always talk about on our channel that when we're in extreme fear, these are possible times for accumulation. And when we're in extreme greed, that's possible time to be executing on your exit strategy. So do you agree with that sentiment? And how do you feel about the market overall? Feel free to address if we are in a bear market. In my personal opinion, it's times like this where you have to get your bearable balls on. <laughs> because it's, it's genuinely because... Like, like Johnny Crypto said, you, you have to replace extreme fear with extreme buy. 
right? And personally, um, 99% of the people that I've spoken with behind the scenes, they had no idea this recent crash was going to come. This was a um, terrible capitulative moment in the crypto market. The people that were permables are now over here trying to sell um, and, and refinance, refinance their existence, right? Um, everyone, I honestly, I've never experienced a worse crypto crash than this Terra UST crash. Um, March 2020 wasn't worse than this. 2017 to 2018 wasn't worse than this. And um, all that means is that we've made it through some of the worst events in crypto history. We could be teetering on some um, short-term pain right now. We might revisit um, some of these lows. But in my opinion, it's it's relevant because these are all of last year, people were complaining to me, bull, man, I saw your Udemy course and you got into these cryptos at low entry points and I wish I had those entry points. Well, you know, there they are. Right? <laughs> there they are. So are you afraid now? Did, did anything change? Nothing changed other than the potential for stablecoin regulation. And regulation is something that we've all been waiting for. So that the trillions upon trillions of dollars of institutional money can pour in and really send everything to the moon. So I, I see you got something to say, Johnny. No, I was just saying, Bull, you know, one of the things I hear, and I wasn't in the 2013 and 2017 markets. I just got in the 2020. And so um, one of the things I hear is the dynamics of what we saw in 2013 and 2017 when this was more of a speculative market and really no institutions in it, no government paying attention to it. It mm -hmm. kind of, some of the whales drove it. I'm hearing now in this phase, it's kind of a different uh, market because now you've got institutions in it, you've got the government on it, the SEC on it, regulation. What, mm -hmm. what do you say to that? Do you see, since you've kind of been through more of this, do you see the market dynamics changing because of these institutions and big players that are now getting in the game that weren't in it in 2013 and 2017? I think right now it's very similar to how it was in 2017 and, and before that. Um, the issue is that the prices are much higher and altcoins are much more volatile, if that makes sense. Because we've seen things like Quant go from $400 all the way down to, what, like $60 recently. Like, in my opinion, that's a future blue chip crypto and that can crash 80%. Right. We've seen Bitcoin only go down by um, like 55 percent, give or take. We have so many changing dynamics in the crypto space. It's to me that institutions right now are relevant is still a speculative market. Of course, they're the puppeteers behind the scenes controlling some things, but it's it's natural volatility in crypto. And what I'll say is we have a lot of different dynamics in this market than we have had in the past. First, um, Ethereum going to proof of stake. That's never happened before. That can make Ethereum a much better technology and actually make it surpass Bitcoin in the crypto space and change the mental paradigm of people, right? To, to where they can feel comfortable having a new king of crypto. And to me personally, I'm so tired of having Bitcoin run the entire market. Truly, truly. I'm so tired because to me, it's mostly speculation and just an inflation hedge. It's fine. It is what it is. But everything going up and down with Bitcoin is nonsense to me, at least with Ether being the king of crypto. Right. 
things will get more techn technological when it comes to uh, when the market moves. So that's a big event. This SEC lawsuit clearing up, right, with XRP, that will allow for some utility and for institutions to begin adopting it in the U.S., right? So you have those two massive catalysts for the number two win and what I believe will eventually be the number one crypto XRP. Um, so it's it's a changing dynamic that I've never seen before. NFTs have made um, the crypto space come to the mainstream after all the adoption we had last year. I doubt we're in a quote three to four year bear market. Personally, I just think this was one of the nastiest crashes we've ever experienced on a path to some more upward price action in the short term. Um, I do believe one of the nastiest financial collapses in human history is going to happen this year um, and probably late Q3, early Q4 this year. Um, but all that aside, I think we have some uh, some juice left with coins this year in the meantime. So I actually have a question for you. You brought up something really important, which is you compared what we're going through now to what happened in 2020. And in 2020, when we crashed very quickly, it was a global markets issue, right? It was way bigger than crypto. But what happened is mm -hmm. the Fed turned the printing press on and basically saved all the global markets. And right now with Fed raising rates and them tapering back on printing, do you think that this is an environment that, that may lead to a long-term bear market? Or do you think this is going to be another short-term like my belief personally is that we have so much institutional money sitting on the sidelines that over these next two and a half years, I would even say 18 months, there's going to be a huge flood of liquidity coming in from BlackRock, Fidelity, Goldman Sachs, the list goes on and on. But mm -hmm. do you think that's going to be enough liquidity to pull us out of a bear market and get back above those all-time highs, not only for Bitcoin, but for a lot of the altcoins? I think it's regulations. Regulations are coming. Um, it's self-evident that they're coming. They're accelerated with these stable coins crashing. Um, who knows what's going to happen with Tether? I said, oh, good Lord, who knows? But um, the institutions, they're watching this space like a hawk. It's rumored that BlackRock was the one that collapsed Terra and UST. Um, I don't know if that's confirmed or not, but I wouldn't be surprised. Regulations will bring in, like Kevin O'Leary said, spigots the spigots of capital that are standing idly by to FOMO into the space. And one thing you all need to know is that institutions, they don't buy um, at mid-tier entry points. They don't buy towards peaks. They implode markets and then they enter. And then the fear porn in the mainstream media is there to dissuade you. And then they shoot everything up and then they say it's okay to invest. Right. So that's that's definitely on the horizon as far as inflation goes and, and the Fed raising interest rates. I mean, what 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 is it at now? Like, is it at one one uh, one percent? Yeah, one and a half percent, I believe. Right. <laughs> I mean, well, what is this? This is still pre pre um, pre health crisis. Um, this is not even pre health crisis interest rates yet. Like they they completely imploded the entire world economy by locking things down right the crypto space is um the crypto space is the solution to multi-trillion dollar problems a liquidity crisis in, is afoot and xrp is on demand liquidity i expect that um to go into effect at some point i don't know when 
but I do expect that to be a major factor. Um, but as far as interest rates um, curbing inflation, it's not curbing, excuse me, it's not curbing inflation. It's not. It's There's slight disinflation, right? Which means instead of 8.5% inflation, we'll have 7% inflation, which is still horrendous, right? So, so <laughs> someone said this to me. They're like, crypto investors are so funny. They're trying to beat 7 8% inflation with 50% losses in crypto. <laughs> And it's like, because we know, because we know what's coming, you know, I mean, how much lower can the crypto market go? I mean, I know how low it goes, but I don't, I think we're in a nasty crash. I think alts still have some room to run. And then I think um, when the big, big financial crisis comes, um, everything will implode. Bull markets end in euphoria, not in fear. Right. We have not we have not had that euphoric run yet. We're having massive fear right now. Mm, I, I haven't felt euphoria. Have you guys felt euphoria? I don't know. Not like 2018. I remember 2018. Yep. Very not like 2018. No. Yep, yep, yep. 100%. So, I think this is a good time to actually go into the total coin market cap for today. We are sitting at 1.24 trillion in global market cap. Bitcoin sitting at 44% dominance. Ethereum is at 19%. As the bearable bull just stated, we are getting some bearish price action this morning. Bitcoin is sitting at 28,900. Ethereum is below two grand at $1,900. We have XRP barely holding on to that 40 cent price. Cardano is 52 cents. Polkadot is just under $10. We have Kronos at 18 cents. Stellar at 13 cents. And Hedera Hashgraph at 10 cents on the penny. Very, very exciting stuff. But I do want to circle this conversation back to what the bearable bull had been saying. If you had to choose three coins that are in the top 10 today, or even if there's not three, maybe just choose one that you think will be around after regulation occurs in 2025. Can I see the top 10 again? Just real quick. I, I get so tired of the crypto market. I, just, I swear. Um, I think XRP will definitely be around. Um Obviously, I'm an XRP dude, but if there's three more Ether as well, um, Bitcoin will obviously be around. But um, I can see all of these coins except Doge, um, honestly, still being around. Doge, Doge will be fine. It's just you can't bank on Doge. You know, I think it has one um, nonsensical massive bull run left when elon shoots a rocket into mars called the doge one or whatever the hell it's called <laughs> but you know um i'm i'm bullish on the sector I, I, all these in the top 10 i think they'll still be around i mean in the fact that we're looking at 40 cent xrp 1900 ethereum 52 cent 88 the, the the prices in september i mean 88 was above three dollars XRP mm -hmm. never broke above that $2 range. But when I look at this market right now, I think a lot of people are hesitant to get in because of low prices. But it's ironic because the best thing that can happen to this market is getting low prices and giving retail an opportunity to invest. Yes. So what is your yes. sentiment on if we are entering some form of a long-term bear market? If we are going to get nine months of bearish price action, do you think people should be dollar cost averaging in at a time like this? Or is it better to sit on the sidelines with cash? I think, well, me personally, I put half of my business reserves into the recent crash. So that's my answer. I think we're going to get a reversal and I think it's going to be aggressive, not aggressively average, aggressive, right? Um, you know, 
the issue is I'm allergic to fiat. I don't like having just money on the side for too, too long. It's like, oh, God, what am I doing with this cash? Because I know, like Robert Kiyosaki says, if you have cash, you're a loser, right? Savers are losers ever since um, Nixon took the dollar off the gold standard. So I look to enter um, into investments and cash flowing assets or businesses whenever I can. And that's the key to generational wealth. Nobody, uh, what millionaire or billionaire do you know that got there by saving? I'll wait. I'll wait. Doesn't you'll, be waiting. you'll be waiting a long time. <laughs> you'll be waiting until 2072, or <laughs> probably. So, and that's just to be a millionaire, right? So it's one of those things where uh, zoom out a little bit. We got, we got so consumed by the short-term price action. Um, it's it's one of those things where there's never been an asset class that can make you so much money quicker than this, right? And the stock market, it'd be conservative to say you could get rich in 10 to 20 years, right? And the crypto space, it could be done in one to two, genuinely, you know? So um, make it through these times. These are the best times to be in. I'm more bullish in the short term, like in the next um, two, three months than most people. Um, but that's okay. And that's why they call me the bull, right? So um, I don't necessarily think we're in a long-term bearish trend yet. I think um, Bitcoin's probably in a bear market, but I don't think alts are done yet. Yeah. And, Bo, you said something there that's important, right? At the end of the day, we all have to make choices of what do we do with our money or our, 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 our currency, right? Where do we put it? And we can put it in fiat, but we know cash is trash, right? So then you look at it and you say, well, where else can I put it that makes sense? You put it in gold, you put it in silver, you can put it in real estate. Uh, but when you look at the crypto space and more importantly, the technologies that some of these cryptos represent that are going to drive the future rails of the system, you look at it and say it makes absolutely, it's a no brainer that you would take some portion of that and want to invest it in the future rails that are going to drive Web 3.0. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned, this is like, we're at the very, very beginning. I mean, it's 5% of the world. That's it. 5%, 300 million people out of 7 billion folks that are invested mm -hmm. in this space. There's so much catalyst, so many people, so much money sitting on the side that's going to flood in here that it just makes logical sense that if you were going to invest mm -hmm. somewhere, that the crypto space, especially if you know which technologies to pick, it's like investing in Amazon before it became Amazon in 1997, right? And that's why we're super excited about this space here and XRP mm -hmm. and some of those other ones. Other than XRP, do you have another um, cryptocurrency that you would say is your favorite one beyond beyond uh, XRP? I mean, Johnny, you know the answer to that one. I think Adara Hathcraft. That's, that's HBAR, my friend. HBAR is one that I think will have ungodly levels of growth in the not-too-distant future. Um, I think it's had more transactions on it than the entire history of Ethereum. They're coming out with staking and nodes um, very soon. I'm not sure exactly when. I haven't um, been paying attention over the last couple of weeks. I also believe NFT.com will run on HBAR as Jordan Freed, a former founder, um, is the owner and CEO of Immutable Holdings that holds NFT.com. I think that's going to be massive. It's just... a <laughs> it's carbon negative. I didn't even know that thing existed. Like, how do you t take carbon out of the atmosphere? I, I, I'm an idiot, so I don't know. That's but a question for Elon Musk. Exactly. So <laughs> it's it's one of those things where it's it's a no-brainer. The speed and efficiency of that 
um, of that technology is absurd. And at these entry points, you are it's highway robbery for mm. retail investors. I can't believe we're below 10 cents. <laughs> I can't. So congratulations to all of you, right? Um, what I'll say on top of that is, oh man, it was it was a comment I wanted. Ah, I think I genuinely feel bad for people sometimes. And the reason is because um, this this space is so easy if you don't overinvest. And what do I mean by that? You're overinvesting if you're expecting within a certain time frame to get money out so you can pay bills, right? That's that's the biggest issue I see people making. You're overinvesting money that you can't afford to lose. And then you're getting emotional when the price goes down a little bit. Then then you have big issues because if you can't afford rent, some food and and um, other other commitments, financial commitments you have going on, it's over for you. Um, I think Peter Lynch said it best, and I played this clip on my channel. If you can put money away, continuously invest for a year, two years, five years, 10 years, you're going to be an amazing investor. If you have a wedding, um, kids college coming up, and you you have the expectations of pulling money out, it's going to be a very bumpy ride for you. That's it. That's how you lower your stress levels in the space. So um, I, I feel like people need to harness that mentality. 100% bearable boy. I actually want to make a comment here because I had a difficult conversation with one of these people I've been working with for about, I want to say a year and a half now. And he had actually entered the market way too highly leveraged, had bought a home, had bought a new car, has a child on the way. And he's in an extremely difficult situation because he did exactly what you said not to do. He entered a long-term market with short-term goals. And so anybody who's getting into this market right now has to understand mm -hmm. that we are possibly entering a long-term bear market where there's not going to be a lot of profit to be taken for the next, you know, maybe 18 to 24 months. But as we're going to cover later in this episode, recessions are always short-term. Even a long, long-term recession is only 12 to 18 months. So mm -hmm. as always, whether it's HBAR or a lot of these other opportunities, I think there's across the board, huge opportunities for regular everyday people to start accumulating these projects. HBAR and Quant are two great examples of that. And if you look at both of those projects, they're both below 2 billion in total market cap right now on this pullback. So regardless of what the price is, I think that's even more important that these projects are, are drops in a bucket. They're so, so small in comparison to what they could grow to be. And I think that a lot of these prices are scaring retail away, which is the opposite of what should be, actually be happening. Exactly, exactly. And um, dude, you said it perfectly. You know, I, I have plenty of clients that are in similar situations and all it is, you just got to wait it out and I just want to be clear. Um, I do think there is going to be one of the nastiest implosions just throughout all markets, right? Um, and I think it'll happen this year. I just believe that after this recent crash, I think there will be room for some altcoins to run, right? That's that's my only belief. But let's not <laughs> let's not beat around the bush. Whatever is coming out of the other side of uh, the catastrophes happening in the world today is going to be disgusting. It's going to be really bad, really, really bad. So, And I'd love to switch gears a little bit here. I don't know if Johnny and Mario have questions. I'd love to give you guys the floor. But one of the questions I have that's going on in the market right now is people aren't trusting Tether, right? And you've addressed this several times on your channel. So I'd love to give you the chance to do that here. How do you feel about Tether and the effects that the collapse of Tether could have on the entire crypto market 
Could this be, you know, just a part of the major collapse you're talking about? Um, I definitely think so. I think there will be a number of catalysts that will lead to the the collapse of crypto and just financial markets as a whole. Um, Tether is has always been a, a massive um, scam, in my opinion. And I don't understand why people try and downplay um, the magnitude of Tether. We just saw UST cause a massive crash throughout the entire crypto market. And I know that it's kind of like apples to oranges. Um, UST is an algorithmic stable coin. Um, Tether is supposed to be backed by assets, right? But Tether doesn't have that full backing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Tether doesn't have that full backing. And that's a massive issue, right? And we know this. The New York um, Attorney General, like they set, they settled with New York, but we saw massive fraud occur, right? We know that Elizabeth Warren is salivating to destroy crypto. We know that even crypto mom, goodness, like what she said the other day, stablecoin regulations are coming. It's like, hello, red flag, tether, you know. It's it's one of those things where the effects of tether could cause something of a higher magnitude to uh, what happened with UST, US Terra. And um, if that's the case, that'll be a massive liquidity shock to crypto because tether is the majority of trading pairs of stablecoin trading pairs in crypto. And um, while in the immediate short term, when that does happen, because I do think it will happen, um, it'll cause an implosion in prices. People are going to be going to be looking. Where where can I put my money? Where can I put my money? You know, maybe that actually makes some prices rise after the catastrophe. But who knows, man? This is uncharted territory. I've never, ever, ever seen anything like what's happened recently occur. So, and with so much uncertainty in the market, that's why we keep saying this is the best time in human history because. Typically, in retrospect, when there's all this uncertainty, those are the times to be buying. When there's blood in the streets, that's when we accumulate. But uh, there's 350 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. All social medias are linked down below. And if you don't know who the bearable bull is, this man has over 200,000 followers on Twitter and God knows how many on YouTube. He does amazing XRP content as well as macroeconomic stuff. So please go check out his channel. Smash that follow button. Of course, smash that like button. But we're going to roll into our first article for today, which is an Elon Musk article. We have mm. Elon Musk says the U.S. economy is probably in a recession that could last 18 months and warns it will get worse. So he says that things are going to be tough for the next 12 to 18 months, and we are probably heading into a recession, and that recession will get worse. But these things pass, and then there will be booming times again. It'll probably be some tough, some tough going for now. I don't know, maybe 12 to 18 months. So basically what he's saying here is that people need to be prepared for something like this. They're, the writing is on the wall. And with all the uncertainty in the market, it's much bigger than crypto. It's even bigger than the stock market. We have supply chain issues. We have health crisis and we have so much uncertainty. And we also have rapid, rapid inflation taking place in the United States. Before we deep dive further into this article, I'd love to go back to the bearable bull here. What are some of your thoughts on what Elon Musk had to say? And do you agree with his overall sentiment that we're heading into a global recession? Um, uh, that's obvious, my friend. And look at what's happening with Ukraine. We locked down the world for two years. We haven't felt the real effects of that yet. And I think after we do feel the real effects of pausing the entire global economy for two years, um, I think whoever was more pro um, locking the economy down before 
will not be more pro locking the global economy down in the future. Um, they've openly said their food shortage is coming, um, whether, uh, you know, they're making it on purpose or not is up to you to decide. But um, as far as Ukraine and Russia is concerned, I think they supply 20% of the world's wheat, right? It's something, uh, something along those lines, meaning um, I, I believe this was harvest season, right? And ain't nobody harvesting shit right now, right? <laughs> so that's going to be very bad. That's 15 to 20% of the world's calories right there. Your meat's going to shoot through the roof. Um, so what I'll, beyond anything else, what I'll tell people is stock up on your damn food. Like what's what's some crypto if you can't eat, <laughs> right? Like, like screw the internet coins. If you can't eat, you got to live, right? Like you won't be able to experience the benefits of crypto if you can't survive for three to six months or however long. They've also been planning cyber attacks just priming the subconscious minds. Oh, this will be okay. And Lord knows what else that I'm even forgetting to mention right now. So um, the magnitude of this financial crisis is going to be thing, unlike anything we've ever seen before. Um, we're also witnessing the collapse of the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency, um, a transfer of power from the West to the East. Um, it's the fall of the U.S. empire and the rise of China as the world economic leader. And that's really terrifying uh, to mention. We are imploding on itself. And um, I don't know about you guys, but um, <laughs> just if you go around the United States, it's it's really there's a lot of pain out there. I've often been saying um, the U.S. is a third world country wearing a Gucci belt. And when you look around, that's exactly what it looks like. And I don't say that lately. It's very bad. And that's on an individual level and as a global or, or our cultural level as well. But you brought yeah. up something really interesting was that we're shifting away from the dollar and into the Chinese yuan. All three of us are huge fans of both Robert Kinasaki and Ray Dalio. And they both reiterate that exact same thing, that this is a shift away from the U.S. dollar and into other currencies. And I don't think a lot of people get the full picture that crypto is going to play a major role there. But what China's doing with the yuan and the digital yuan right now, it does make me nervous. They're tying a social credit score in to their central bank digital currency system and mm -hmm. automatically doxing accounts. So, for example, if Johnny Crypto was outside and he wasn't supposed to be outside and a drone captured his face on a facial recognition, they would automatically dox his bank account without even notifying him. The money would just be taken directly from his account. And that type of environment is what really, really freaks me out. So I do want to read a quote here which says, Elon Musk says, what tends to happen is if you have a boom that goes on for too long, you get a misallocation of capital and it starts raining money on fools, basically, which is exactly what we saw after 2020 when the printing press started. And he says, the honest reason for inflation is that the government printed a zillion more money than it had. That is that is not like, you know, super complicated. That's what the quote says. I don't know why it's chopped up. Like that. <laughs> it's really not that complicated. Like when you put four, five, six trillion new dollars into the system, there's going to be inflation and, and tapering down on interest rates isn't going to change that. So I'd love to go to the bull and then back to Johnny Crypto. The floor is yours. Yeah, man, it's the inflation is in and it's not going to stop. You know, they're raising interest rates now to kind of pretend to calm things down. But the issue is with central bank digital currencies. I've been a big believer. We're going to go negative. Genuinely, um, that's the easiest way they can implement it, because we will go to the, a cashless society at some point. 
And when that happens, um, they need to disincentivize cash and they do it with negative rates. What that means is, um, believe it or not, you'll have to pay a fee if you want to go into cash. And who's a, who's going to want to pay a 1% fee, 2% fee? Maybe we even go into negative 3% rates. And um, this, is, this isn't me just speaking out of left field. The IMF was priming our minds by posting a blog about it in 2019 about negative rates. So I do believe that's coming. Um, that's actually been in effect around the world um, before, you know. So while they're pretending to curb inflation now, um, it's part of their plan to lower rates again, continue inflating the currency into oblivion because they need their new financial system. And with that is going to come the birth of CBDCs. And with CBDCs, they get the total control that they want. And it's a very lukewarm thing that I'm saying because I'm essentially betting with my cryptos that um, that they're going to win, believe it or not. Like we mentioned all the negative aspects of the Chinese one, but we're betting that CBDCs are going to win. We're betting that the governments are going to win. The reason is because they're super organized and strategic. They know exactly what they're doing. Um, I don't like betting against the government because, uh, you know, I don't want to lose all my money. <laughs> Genuinely, it's like if I know that they're going to win and bring something on, um, the very least I can empower myself financially. And then hopefully um, on an individual level. Uh, then help people and wake them up to what's going on. But people are trying to financially get around and and uh, bet against the government. You're you're playing with fire. You really are. You know, use their use their stupid Illuminati coins, like I like to say, to get rich and then free people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, that's spot on. You're 100 percent right. At the end of the day, I mean. God, it sounds like I'm listening to myself talk. I love having you out here. We know the plan. We know it's about ultimate control. We know the elites are doing that behind the scenes, right? And 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 the sheeple just bah, follow along and they go with, you know, whatever they're told to do on CNBC and Fox and all those other news channels, right? Without really seeing what's really going on. But the thing here, mm -hmm. as you talk about, is it is all about control. We know CBDCs are the ultimate form of control. They're going to, you know, we've been saying here on the show that, the, the government, what you're going to see happening soon is they're going to continue to villainize cryptocurrencies. They're going to say crypto is bad, CBDC is yeah. good. They're going to brainwash people and say CBDCs are great. And when they implode the whole system, which we can see the writing on the wall as mm -hmm. they have food shortage coming, cyber hacks come. <laughs> There's so many different things are going to, we've got a housing market crash that's coming, right? Well, as all this stuff comes and, and brings all these people to their knees, then they're going to create this big problem, right? And then they'll bring the solution. They'll say, hey, relax. No problem, guys. We got you covered. You mm -hmm. give up your mortgage. You can stay in your house. Here's your UBI, universal basic income. You get this. As long as you go to bed at 8 o'clock at night, you don't say nothing bad on social media. You get your vaccine shot twice a day. You know, you'll be good. They'll just <laughs> – they won't, they won't tax you, though. And that's what <laughs> – well, maybe once a week, maybe not twice a day. But – you know, they're going to make you get all the shots and all these things you got to do to kill, you know, poison you, kill you. But the thing is this, we try to find the silver lining in all of this, right? And so how do we do that? Well, we know that all these, these cryptocurrencies are going to be a way, right? Blockchain is a very superior technology, tracks everything, has some benefits, and they're going to use that to control us. So why not invest in the systems that they want to use to enslave people 
like you just said, so that then we can create generational wealth for ourselves to break away from that system and then be able to help others. Mm-hmm. So that's really what we're trying to do here. And it sounds like you're on the same page as well. So now it's like, hey, let's find those cryptocurrencies that are going to be there, like XRP, XLM, Quant, Cardano, HBAR. There's so many of them that are going to be there. And you want to get in those positions now mm-hmm. while they're low, right? And then you ride this wave as as they drive this thing to, you know, 2030. You know what the World Economic Forum says in 2030. You will own nothing and like it. And these systems will control it. So mm-hmm. that's here, folks, is a silver lining. What, 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 do you, what do you think there, Bo? Do you think that um, investing in these technologies makes sense? Or do you think it is, you know, wait for this next crash to come before people should jump in? So there's a there's a couple different camps on on this strategy. People think that just nonsensically buying every dip is stupid, right? Um, and then people are also saying um, you just have to wait for one massive crash and then invest at the bottom. First of all, it's extremely hard to time a bottom, and it's extremely hard to wait on the side when you see prices go lower so what i'll say is that um, it's a balance of both right you have to project use your own analysis to try and pinpoint when you think the bottom is going to be in and then make an entry right not every dip should be bought but massive dips like what just happened should be bought in my opinion right and thanks for the quote i mean i mean i'm down 50 percent last week Right on my portfolio, but I'm still up fifty thousand percent since I got started. And it's like, what's what's wrong with people? Like, what's like? <laughs> I don't understand. People need to zoom out, relax, choose some tokens, and then create cash flow. And that's something that I've been telling to my community. The king. What what we need to realize in the crypto space and just in general on our financial journeys is that cash flow is king. You have to have numerous streams of income and and uh, money coming in constantly because that is your financial blood running through your veins, right? That is the blood of your financial future. And if you don't have cash flow, you can't buy those massive crashes. You can't invest in opportunities when they um, come around, you know, and then opportunity after opportunity will pass you by and then you're just going to be here twiddling your thumbs resentful and wanting ubi right so you need cash flow you need income you need to you need to learn you need education is free education is free in 2022 that is the number one superpower that you all have education is free you don't need an expensive piece of paper telling you that you did something yeah just do something you know yeah Take action. Absolutely agree. By the way, I just want to touch on one thing you said earlier with Kiyosaki. He was great. He talked about, uh, you know, you can have gold, you can have silver, you have crypto, but he's actually buying cans of tuna. (laughs) It makes total sense because when you think about, uh, you know, the food shortage that's coming, you should definitely stock up on rice, stock up on food. It's a very good investment. Another good hedge, right? As, uh, As the elites play their game to drive the pain, make sure you've got you know, not only some maybe silver or gold for bartering, but then some food to take care of your families. Hey, I'm bullish on tuna too, bro. I have, <laughs> I'm stocked up on the stupid cans. All the, all the Do you like aluminum. your tuna in olive oil? Olive oil or water? Which one? Uh, olive oil, dude. Come on. Come on. 
<laughs> all we're of humans oil, over always. here. We're civilized humans over here. Mario, do you have something you wanted to say? No, I was just saying olive oil, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> we're all driven. But uh, so we have 380 live listeners out there. Show some love. Smash that like button. All social medias are linked down below. And for anybody wondering, this is a marathon, like the Bearable Bull said. This is probably going to be a 90-minute episode for you people. We're going to overload you with content. But I want to stick to what we're talking about now before we hop into our next article, which is UBI. Elon Musk always talks about how UBI is going to go from being um, not essential to essential, right? It's not going to be up for debate whether people need UBI to be sustainable, especially in first world countries, as a lot of the jobs we have today are going to be replaced by technology. Now, by 2030, we're going to have 10 million drivers replaced by self-driving vehicles. All these fast food uh, places are going to be switching to robotics that can automatically flip your burgers where you don't need as many employees. And we're going to see a lot of the essential jobs that people rely on today, even though they may be low income go completely away. So UBI is going to come in. And what we believe is that the Phoenix rising from the ashes, the CBDC will be run along some of these ISO coins. So maybe you can speak to the real world utility of these coins, such as XRP, XLM, Algorand, Quant, IOTA, the list goes on and on. Which of these coins do you think will be essential once we make that ISO switch? And are you betting on XRP in the long term? Oh, dude, come on. What's going on? Like, you know what I do for a living? <laughs> yeah, but there might be some new listeners out there. You never know. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, I literally talk about XRP every day. So um, I, de- I definitely believe XRP will succeed. I think XRP will be used by banks and sophisticated institutions um, for cross-border payments, reducing fees to... Um, less than pennies and increasing speeds to three seconds, right? But then at the same time, XRP won't be a global monopoly. I've often said that all tides will rise together. Um, The book Zero to One by Peter Thiel talks about companies that compete against each other, they cannibalize each other, they go away. Companies that all try and work together hand in hand, they become super Goliaths and run the world. So XRP and Stellar, a lot of people try and say, oh, they're competing. They're tackling different markets, right? I believe Stellar will tackle the the retail payment side of things, um, things such as uh, such as MoneyGram, for example, is a recent partnership that they had. People, real world people will feel the effects and speeds and low fees of Stellar, right? Um, as far as IOTA, Internet of Things, um, essentially... I think they're going to dominate Internet of Things, whether or not that's a good thing or not. Um, that's that's up to you to decide. But I will say that uh, it's interesting. And I saw a meme the other day on Instagram that said uh, in 1970, people were like, hey, uh, don't speak over the phone because the government might be listening. Right. And then now in 2022, we're talking to devices such such as Alexa, (laughs) where the government is definitely listening for answers to questions like, hey, um, do you know how to make this recipe? Right. So it's interesting how that paradigm shift has um, happened. I think people don't care about being spied on. So I think I hope it's going to do well. (laughs) But um, XDC and trade finance. Every time I listen to Quincy Jones talk about XDC, I kind of like want to sell. Um, I want to sell some organs just to buy more, to be very honest with you. Uh, it's, it's Well, you should take Johnny no, Crypto's advice. If you have any kids, those are the first to go in his house. So. Those are the first to go. Yeah, got rid of them. 
<laughs> but good trade, raise that money and put it into XRP. They're a liability. They're a liability. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> bigger kids, bigger problems. A hundred percent. And I have another question about the ISL coins, right? We we see mm. all these rumors, and we actually had an article from Ripple back in 2020 saying that they're going to start the shift into ISO in November of this year, and that they expect that to be fully implemented by the end of November in 2023. And they say it's essential slash mandatory that we roll over by 2025. So because we're getting a pullback, the timing seems so perfect. If we were to experience mm -hmm. a bear market up until November and then start to get some real world utility from that point forward, that would lead us into an uptrend, right? So what are your thoughts mm -hmm. on that? Do you think the timing is, is divine or is it just happenstance? No, I think, listen, with financial markets, with the money, with all the money on the planet, like nothing is coincidental. There are definitely people behind the scenes that manipulate the natural flow of things. So the timing is not coincidence at all. They needed to deflate the balloon, if you will, before they reinflate it. Yep. A hundred percent. Johnny Crypto, floor is yours. Yeah. So I want to touch on one thing that both said first, and then I want to jump into a question that everybody's been asking about that I think would be great. So first off, I think the key in bull nail that it's really you know, I see all these questions all the time. Everybody asks me, Johnny, is XRP going to get replaced by known technology or this or that? And the reality is these cryptocurrencies and technologies are going to work together. They're going to coexist, right? And so that form, as Bull talked about, we know that, for example, XRP is planting its seeds all around the world. We know they're being held back in the U.S., and that's okay. If they're not the banking rails for every single central bank, but, but half of them, that's still going to drive a huge utility and use case. So I think for people who are panicking and worrying out there, understand this. If you know what you're investing in and you're investing in a technology that's going to drive Web 3.0, most likely a lot of these are going to coexist and you're buying so early. We, we, we forget because we've all been in this now for a year and Bull's been in it for 57 years. But so it feels like it's eternity. But the reality is we're just we're like babies in this thing. It's so early. But mm -hmm. Bull, Right. But bull question comes up all the time, and it, like this one here, right? Like, what's enough XRP to <laughs> escape the end of you? So, like, uh, what's your thoughts on it? What would you say to our audience if you were getting started in this space and you had to, you know, figure out how 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 much you want to fill your bags of, uh, you know, maybe some key uh, cryptocurrencies? What would you say is a good starting? point? what's a good bag that you want to hold for the future? Size I bag? think. I think referencing the website rich slash list dot info is important um, because it shows where you are in the global percentage of XRP holders. So um, I don't know if you guys could bring that up on the screen or, or not very quickly, but I know that um, to be in the top 10 percent of XRP holders on the planet, it's not too much XRP. It's only like two, three thousand XRP. Right. Um, and that's very achievable to be in the top five. Oh, there we go. There we go. So I'm not just speaking out of left field here. Nope. The last one, the last one. Um, but in order to be in the top 1%, I think the number is around 40 to 50,000 XRP, something along those lines. And that's very achievable. I've often said that. Um, there we go. This is perfect. To be in the top 1% of XRP holders, I think it needs to refresh. No worries. But forty to 50,000 roughly. And if that is, in fact, the case, then it's not too, too much money to where it's unrealistic to be in the top 1% of the new 1%. Right. 
Um, I think that you should always have goals in your mind you're trying to achieve. Um, I remember when I was brokeity broke broke and just getting to my first round number in XRP was an achievement for me. I remember when I got my first 10,000 XRP, it was amazing. When I went up to the next round number in 20,000, I was ecstatic. I thought we were going to 589, <laughs> right? Um, but it's it's one of those things where realistically, based on all the documentation on XRP I've ever read in my life, I think a three-figure XRP price um, is very realistic in the future when utility is full-blown. And I believe you can make... Um, I believe you can make some assumptions on that and your future based on that number. I genuinely do. I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow. I'm not saying it's going to happen next year. I'm just saying that I do believe XRP was meant to be a minimum three-figure price. And that's based on a lot of documents and a lot of quotes by people much smarter and more well-connected than me. Greg Kidd. Um, a billionaire investor from Silicon Valley invested in Twitter, was on the board of the Fed and also was on the team of Ripple in the early days, said XRP will, will replace Nostro Vostro. That's $27 trillion. So if a man of that caliber is telling you this is going to happen and his reputation is on the line, um, I don't know what else you need to hear. Truly. Yeah, and I, I just to touch on that, I think it goes back to what you were saying before, Bull, where because we hear this question so many times, like what's a good number of XRP to have to reach financial freedom? I mean, it all goes back to what you were discussing before about just being over-invested in crypto. Like just invest what you feel you're comfortable with because we actually had this conversation in the Twitter spaces yesterday where it's, you know, it do you need that money to pay your bills? Then maybe you shouldn't be investing it because you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Just unexpected events happen. And, um, and yeah, just taking that approach. And at, like, if, if you're thinking of 2030, 2025, 2030, like, does it really matter uh, what price you're really buying in? Of course it, it matters on the number of coins, but as, as we've shown the chart of the exponential move that we keep seeing in, in the crypto market over the last 12 years, I mean, even if you bought at the highs, you would still be in profit right now. So just wanted to add that in real quick. Hey, Bull, so are you a believer? Like we hear a lot of people saying, oh, XRP is going to 10,000 or it's in the four or five digits. So you're thinking more realistically when it's in full blown use case, more realistically is what? Somewhere in the hundreds or 500s or what's your thoughts I, on that? I can realistically see based on a long-term parallel channel for XRP, um, XRP being a three-figure coin. And in order to be to execute um, the use case it's going for, um, it needs to be a minimum three-figure coin. It'll happen um, gradually and then all at once, kind of, in my opinion. You know, it's like when they um, give regulations, who knows how high this thing could go. You know, like from here to twenty dollars um, for XRP, I don't think that will take a long amount of time because it's been so suppressed and coiled up. And then from twenty dollars to a one hundred dollar price, that's not too 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 far away. So um, it's it's realistically a three figure coin um, 
and and a lot of people would just say look look at these idiots talking about a three-figure xrp right but um a lot of people have said a four-figure five-figure coin um i see scenarios where that could happen like if we tap into the dtcc and the global derivatives market and we're being used as collateral for derivatives and uh and i've seen documentation showing that xrp happens to be um the perfect technology um for for their eventual switch over to a new system right so um i wouldn't rule it out but in order to try and limit expectations as much as possible um i do think a three-figure coin for xrp is the minimum that we need to get to down the road and just to add what you said there bull there's 5.3 trillion dollars done in on-demand liquidity every single day so when we're talking about these un what may seem like unrealistically high price targets the reason mm -hmm. we're going to get to those is because the real world use case requires those insanely high price targets. And when you talk about removing volatility from a coin such as XRP, the best way to do so is to get it to a certain enough value where the price fluctuations aren't nearly what they are today, where we get 20, 30% drops in value. But mm -hmm. there is this narrative out there where people always talk about the flip of the switch. And you actually brought this up earlier. And I think that when people first enter this market, there's always this FOMO sentiment. There's always this narrative of, well, my best friend told me that in the next three months, this humongous catalyst is going to happen. And I want to be in before that. I don't want to miss it. So it's like this, this weird FOMO. There's this energy that they, they're chasing something almost. And I think that's the worst way to enter this market. So I'm wondering if there was a new investor out there, somebody who's just entering into crypto, what are some pieces of advice you would give them on building their portfolio, especially during a time like this? Hmm. So number one do some due diligence on what these cryptos do understand the technology um diversify according to the level of risk you're willing to take um personally i'm more risky when it comes to crypto like i don't hold any bitcoin right that's perceived as maximum risk i don't hold too too much ether and that's because anything i'd put in ethereum i have in hedera instead because i'm investing in technologies i think um are going to be amazing in the future and, and outperform ether right so that's considered maximum risk to a lot of people so first of all get through that paradigm how much risk do you want to take all right you want to be more conservative some bitcoin ethereum some xrp some h bar stellar maybe you can put it away don't don't think about it right but i wouldn't advise get involved in the space like try to look for some passive income opportunities within crypto, maybe create some content, become a researcher, right? Because just investing in crypto nonsensically over time is not sustainable, right? Yeah. Just investing and looking at coin market cap every single day and looking at the price fluctuations is very bad for your mental health. I'm just being honest. It is very bad. Especially daily, as an XRP investor. Especially <laughs> while you see everything go to the damn moon and we're being sued by the SEC because we're going to be the global standard. So so it's very difficult. But um, that's what I'll say. You have to know your level of risk tolerance. You have to have more income streams. Build. Don't just wait and watch. Build. You have to be working and then that'll give you more money to continue investing. And then when everything finally takes off, because it will take profits to maximize your life, you must take profits to maximize your life. And something massive that I'm personally going to be doing is 
when Flare Network launches Flare or, or July 4th, that's going to be the best passive income opportunity for XRP holders we've ever had. First of all, with Songbird right now, you have the opportunity to take advantage of passive income and accumulate more Songbird. And now you're trialing essentially the Flare technology that's going to launch. And then when Flare launches, you're getting airdropped this extremely powerful token, right? That'll eventually be a top token, in my opinion, for free. Then you can use that Spark token to earn passive income. Then you'll be able to use your XRP to earn passive income, your Stellar, your Algo, your Litecoin, eventually your Bitcoin and your Dogecoin as well to earn passive income. Passive income is the key to generational wealth because you're trading your money for your time back. Every single dollar that you're looking to invest is to buy back your hours because hours is what the new what the new rich um, look at wealth as. Because time is the limited resource. Money, they're 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 printing it out of thin air, right? Time is the only thing we can't get back. And you brought up something really important, which is the only profits in this market are realized profits because of all the fluctuation we're currently experiencing. So the most important thing you can do right now is set yourself up with a solid exit strategy because we will get price price appreciation on all of these projects, especially the ones that you're talking about. Hedera, XRP, Quant, Algorand, XLM. Those are going to see massive price appreciation once we get the real world utility implemented. But we have 423 live mm -hmm. listeners. So show us some love. Smack <laughs> that like button. All social medias are linked below. The Burrable Bull with over 220,000 followers on Twitter. Guarantee you deserve to follow this man. So much valuable content as you're hearing today. But I do want to kick it to Johnny Crypto because I know we had a follow-up question for you, Bull. So Johnny Crypto, the floor is yours. Actually, it's more just a comment agreeing with Bull as you're getting in it and you're new and you're coming into the space, guys. The one thing I'll tell all you, please don't put your rent money into crypto. Don't put your baby's formulas food money into crypto. Don't put your college funds into crypto, right? Put in money that you can afford to lose and you will sleep well at night. So that's, that's key number one. Number two, make sure you have an exit strategy. We talk about that always here at the Academy. You want to have an exit strategy. So listen, you should never be getting into something if you don't know how the hell you're going to get out, right? So as you know, here at the Academy, we're working on an app called Merlin. It's going to help you do that. You can go check that out at, the, at Twitter, get Merlin Crypto. Sign up for that and you'll be able to get access free 30 days on that app. You'll be able to track your crypto and know when to get out. So we help you there. And then I think lastly, there's a question here that I think is a really interesting question. Bull, maybe you can give us your thoughts on it. So when you talk about XRP and taking profits, what is the best way? How should people think about it? Should they kind of hodl this thing to 2025 and just set it and forget it? Or should mm -hmm. they be jumping in and out, you know, as we start to see? Obviously, we're going to get catalyst, right? Once the SEC lawsuit ends, that's going to be catalyst number one. Then mm -hmm. catalyst number two is going to be you're going to see all the exchanges relisting XRP. And then number three, you're going to see institutions coming in. So how should people handle what, What's your plan? Are you going to be hodling through all that or are you going to be taking profits on those? Yeah. So personally, XRP is 30 percent of my portfolio in crypto. And that may seem um, I, I don't know how people perceive that, but um, to some XRP more maxis, that seems a little low. And the reason it's that number is because I'm viewing my non XRP altcoins as a vehicle to accumulate more XRP um, for when XRP finally goes. Because something I've often said is that XRP is so cute, it's taking a nap. It, it likes taking its time, right? <laughs> it's it's typically the last crypto to move during bull runs 
but when it finally does move, it moves the fastest and the highest once it does, right? So that's why my portfolio is 30% XRP, 70% other tokens, <laughs> right? And um, we always talk Johnny about- Crypto's losing his mind. <laughs> he always does this. But, but, I, th- I, I think Yellen is blocking my, my signal or something. We've said too much, Bearable Boy. You said you'd get us kicked off. It looks like that process is already That's exactly what- He's already fading. Fading, He's fading, 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 fading into existence. Fading me out. It's to screw over other YouTube channels. That's what it is. (laughs) But you brought up you brought up something really interesting, which was there's separate generations of crypto investors, right? And I think that's something Mm -hmm. me and Johnny had discussed this week because we actually had a private discussion with Crypto Airy, who's another XRP influencer. I'm not sure if you know her, but what she does is that's that's the queen of the army. Exactly, she's been here forever, and she was talking about a lot of the stuff that she went through as an XRP holder in 2017, 2019, 2020. And I'm relatively new to the market. I actually bought my first XRP. I think it was in July of 2020. So relatively new, but I had the opportunity to buy at those super low prices after the 2020 crash. And I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. are wondering about tribalism. Tribalism is something that's holding this market back today as Johnny Crypto is just losing his mind over there with the green screen. (laughs) But tribalism is one of the things that's holding us back from the market today, right? We have one, maybe 2% of the whole global population in crypto, yet we're all segmented. We have XRP Army, we have Bitcoin maximalists, we have people who are betting on Ethereum. And so I'm really curious to what you think about tribalism. Is that something that's going to be here forever? Or is that just because we're so, so early in this market? Well, I think tribalism is just, um, it's billion, it's, it's, it's human psychology. Like we, we divide ourselves into our teams and, you know, we just feel so emotionally tied to, um, these teams that we're a part of that we just want us to win and others to lose. And that's, that, that's basic human nature that's been around since, since our inception. So it's, it, it has nothing to do with crypto, just, Look at politics, look at sports, look at anything. Tribalism is always a thing. Um, and if I can I'll... switch gears here, uh, sorry to cut you off, Bull. I just of I just want to switch gears because you keep bringing up passive income opportunities, right? And we actually were all involved in that project called Phoenix Community Capital, which I know is a passive income opportunity. So I'm not sure if you want to address anything about that project, but if not, what are some passive income opportunities you think are available for people like us to get involved in? So as far as nodes are concerned, um, nodes are very dangerous um aspect of crypto and this is what i mean when the market crashes nodes crash harder right and that's just what's what's been showing itself and it's very unfortunate um i think nodes are currently subject to the are currently down more than um than average because of the recent crash i think there will be um a return of price action of positive price action when prices get healthier but it's something that you should not play with a majority of your portfolio with i think you should learn how to use them i think you should um get some minimal exposure to it but proceed with caution right that's what i'll say um as far as other passive income opportunities are concerned um just know where you can stake certain tokens Right. Just know where you can stake certain tokens. Like, for example, crypto that I love is Alliance Block. Alliance Block doesn't have staking, but there's liquidity mining pools that you can put it away in. And I'm in one that's getting me 48% APY. But I had to lock up um, my Alliance Block for four years in order to get that APY. And I don't care because I'm a long term investor. I only locked up 25% 
of my alliance block and the other um, bit is going to be, uh, you know, sold for profit taking. But that's just one example of what I mean. By the time four years comes around, I'll have my more than my original alliance block back. Right. So that's powerful. Um, let's see. Flare Network, Songbird, um, Stater for Hedera right now, which I will caution due to the recent collapse of Anchor. And you do have to lock up crypto, but it is an option that exists. Um, there's flux nodes, which I'm very bullish on. I think node defenders over here, like, oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's my jam. But there are a lot of different other opportunities. And all I'll say is just if if you hold if you hold a crypto token, the bare minimum you should be doing is learning. Um can this token earn me staking rewards? Google it. Oh my goodness. I'm so tired of people not Googling real quick. It's so it's so easy. Just Google. Does Cardano offer staking rewards? Does Algorand offer staking rewards? Where can you stake? Just type it in on Google, you'll find it. You know, it's even even crazier bull, it like you can YouTube it. Like people put out content showing you how to do it. So it's 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 insane. Like you can find anything mm -hmm. on the internet. It's like what you're saying. Education is free in twenty twenty. Education is free, and and it's it's just shocking to me that people can't do a basic little search. You know, people are lazy bull. That's the bottom line, right? And and maybe part of the good good part about it is they come and come to these shows and watch these things to learn. But you're absolutely mm -hmm. right. If people just did a simple search and did a little bit of checking, you would find there's so much information at your fingertips right available. Uh, I mean, when I got started, that was it. I spent all my time just researching online, Googling this, Googling that. And then what's awesome is when you join an academy like we did here when we joined the 3T Academy, what I realized, like, holy shit, I don't have to be in this alone. I've got, I, you know, there's a whole community and wealth of people, smart people. Sometimes, you know, people, you always want to find people smarter than you to hang out with, right? To raise yourself up and mm -hmm. so you learn in a community, like, holy crap, you can share ideas and you'll learn a lot of stuff. So I would say to folks, you know, if you're getting in it and you're new, you don't have to do it alone. Come check out the Academy. You can sign up for the free, free discord below just to kind of associate yourself with a, with a discord and with a community of people that are helpful, that want to help you learn in this space. Um, I think that's really, really important in terms of, you know, people asking like, so, so we love engaging with the audience, right? So a question in terms of, you know, how to get into this market, what's a safer bet, you know, so we're not financial advisors, right? This is financial advice, but mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, when you, when you say, you know, should you wait for a lower price? None of us know where the bottom is. I mean, maybe the bull. I have no freaking clue where the bottom. Oh, is. I definitely don't know. I didn't even. I didn't expect this recent crash to happen. This recent crash came out of nowhere to me. You yeah, know? and and that's the thing. It's like, I out of the the hundreds of people I talked to to this space, there was only there were only two analysts that I know that called this specific crash to a T. They're like, in May, uh, a bull sell everything in May. The, everything's going to crash. I'm like, first of all, I'm not going to sell everything. Middle fingers to you, like my little avatar. But <laughs> what I'll do is I'll, I'll just keep that in mind because I'm always open to differing opinions that, that go against my perception of what's going to happen because you have to. You have to be receptive to other perspectives or else you're, you're, you're not going to get smarter, right? That open-mindedness is key. And, um, 
So, so just a couple people predicted this specific crash, and that's typically how it happens. The few are correct, and most, and the majority are wrong. So whenever you see people leaning too much in one direction or too much in another direction, you know the opposite is likely going to happen. Like too many people are bearish right now. I'm extremely bullish. I think we're going to the moon, right? That's a, it's, a, it's as simple as that, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that makes total sense. You want to do opposite of what people think because that's how that's how you make the money, right? That's how the elites have run the markets, and we know that. So certainly, so I would say to these folks, you know, since none of us know where the bottom is. The best thing you could do is do what we call DTA, dollar cost averaging, into the market. That means if you've got, you know, let's say money set aside, don't put it all in at one shot. You see it drop down, you put a little bit. See so it drop a little bit more, you put a little bit more, and you kind of try to average your way on the downside, and then you just sit and wait for it to turn around and go the other way. So hopefully that answers the question in terms of kind of what we're doing as we're in this zone of what I would call the beer, you know, the buy zone. Um, you want to DCA into this. And Johnny, just to switch gears a little bit here, I think one of the biggest mistakes I made when I first entered this market is not doing what you and the bearable bull are talking about now, which was earning on my investment. So I had a humongous XRP bag that I just locked up in my ledger. Now in 2021 or 2022, sorry, I've moved a portion of that onto Nexo so I'm able to earn on that. I'm analyzing and using Freeway to earn on my Ethereum and my Bitcoin. So I'm using the Hashpack wallet like, like the bearable bull just addressed. And I think we're getting 57% APY on our Hedera Hashgraph. Hash so there is something important to remember about right now too. And I know I'm bouncing all over the place, but there's a common saying in this market and in all markets, sell in May, walk away. But people forget the back end of that term, which is always remember return in September. And so when we come into an environment like we're coming into now, where people are calling for a long-term bear market, and we're saying that we might see these lower prices for the next few months, we also see that on the back end of this year, you've said it yourself, you're predicting a long-term US recession. So I don't want to keep reiterating about entering the market and stuff like that. But when I pull up this chart, this is a perfect example of what we're going through in the crypto market today. We yeah, see yeah. massive volatility on the days, slightly less volatility on the years, and basically no volatility on the decades because we're just going straight up. We see it in Bitcoin. We see it in everything besides XRP, but that's only because we're waiting for that price appreciation to come in. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what you think about this market evolving, right? Do you think that when the regulation comes in and all these projects get squeezed out, that all that liquidity is going to flow into maybe a top 10 or a top 12 projects? And if so, of course, XRP is going to be involved. But is there any coins that we haven't mentioned that you think might be there? There are. Um, so when everything eventually comes, 99% of cryptos are going to die. 99% of the stupid JPEGs are going to die. And and every, it's it's going to be a catastrophe for all the worst coins. You see, I don't think it's going to be just 10 to 50 coins though you know because that seems that seems too small i think they're gonna there are projects out there that are smaller projects that are within a smaller um niche that um that are gonna serve a purpose right so for example i interviewed casino coin the other day i think they can make waves in the gambling industry right um for example um there, there are other tokens like that that may have a, a smaller, more specific niche that I think will survive. So I think there could be a couple hundred tokens that survive, right? Maybe two up to 500 maybe, but it definitely has to be much less than 20,000 cryptos like there is now because this is absurd. It, it's really, it's really bad. Um, but aside from that, 
to kind of answer your question. The the vast majority of the money will be consolidated into maybe 20 to 30, right? And most of those those tokens will be the, the ones that really run the global financial system, serve a purpose, or the future of the internet and blockchain and all that. Um, so it's it's going to be exciting to see. I think I've mentioned this before, but I'll mention this again. Um, one of the biggest cryptos I'm most bullish on now is Moonbeam, right? Moonbeam, I think, is going to um, make waves in crypto relatively soon. They're going to allow for the ability to copy and paste um, everything built on Ethereum over to Polkadot and I'm very bullish on the Polkadot ecosystem. I think it's one of the most underrated ecosystems in the crypto market. Very bullish on DOT. Um, so it's going to be a sight to behold. I'm not sure um, what the next couple days entail, and I don't care. Um, I'm not sure what the next month is going to give for price action, but I do believe we will see um, a recovery a recovery to where we can make some exits, take some profits before the cataclysmic crash that will come eventually this year. I do think that's coming this year, my friends, and it's going to be bad. So we do have one more article for today, but I want to stay on what you just mentioned there. We'll get to it right after these comments. So you just brought up something really interesting, which is we're going to see over the long term, we're going to see this market continue to evolve, right? And more and more of these projects are going to be wiped out and that liquidity is going to get condensed into just a few projects. So we're going to see more and more of that going forward, but will Dogecoin be one of those projects? I seriously, seriously doubt it. I'm actually going to go right into our next article. Dogecoin co-founder says 95% of crypto projects are scams and Elon Musk reacts. The Dogecoin creator argued that 95% of cryptocurrencies are worthless as they have succeeded in destroying the reputation of the entire industry. Well, we know what can fix that, guys. That's going to be regulation. And I think that's going to be one of the biggest enemies of Dogecoin. We see mm -hmm. right now this market is so raw that just a couple billionaires backing a currency and giving it some real world use cases can give us price appreciation. For example, Doge to 70 cents back in 2021. But as we get regulation, a lot of that, for lack of a better term, bullshit is going to go away and we're going to flood into a real world utility project. So my question I want to ask you, actually, we'll start off with Johnny Crypto and then go down to the bull. Johnny Crypto, what are your thoughts on this article? Oh, my God. Well, first of all, this is a bunch of horse bullshit. OK, now, first of all, here we are. You're talking about this. You want to talk about the pot calling the kettle black. Holy freaking shit. I mean, this um, this coin is the biggest. It started out as a joke coin. It has zero freaking utility. And the only reason in the world why anybody's even talking about it is because of Elon Musk and freaking Mark Cuban, right? Because they've got just decided to adopt this thing. Now, I have no freaking clue. It's been driving me bonkers. Why the hell these two guys would be supporting it? And then... I finally figured it out. Finally figured it out. It hit me about two nights ago. This, 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 the creator of Doge must have some photos of Elon Musk and Mark Cuban either sleeping together or sleeping with boys or in the maybe on Epstein Island. I don't know what. Oh my God. It's gotta have photos. There's gotta be blackmail photos. I thought, it, I, no thought I was gonna be the reason your channel went down. I think Johnny Crypto. I told you, I'm like, cool, you got, you got nothing to worry about here, man. Johnny Crypto is gonna take the spotlight. Don't even worry. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. I don't know, Paul. What do you think? What, what do you do? You have those photos? What's going on over here? I, I mean, I don't have any pictures per se, but you know, it, it is what it is. Um, to to kind of answer, it's it's a two part question. I'll answer the first and get to the other. 
Um, I mean, I agree with the article. 99% of coins are going to go to hell. Um, I don't think Dogecoin is going to be one of those. I think Dogecoin is going to survive. And, Interesting. And, and this is the reason. And, and I want you guys to understand where I'm coming from. I used to hate Doge, right? I used to completely shit on it. And then it went all the way from half a penny to 72 cents while I'm over here holding XRP. So, so that went, a lot of people retired, went up 144X um, while I'm over here holding a lawsuit, um, a, a, a crypto that's going through a lawsuit right now. So um, you, you can't make this stuff up. However, this is the point I want to make. The beauty of crypto is its decentralized nature. And what Dogecoin proved is that um, a project could be abandoned, viewed as a complete joke, and then someone from the external world can come in, hijack it, and say, this is mine, and I want to build this ecosystem. It just so happened to be Elon Musk, the richest man on the planet and a renowned entrepreneur that said that, as well as Mark Cuban. But they are giving it real utility yeah there is real community behind dogecoin not only that the flare network has adopted doge as an f asset with smart contract capabilities so that's additional utility over there right that that cannot be understated um all that together is more utility than 99 percent of crypto genuinely so because these people have put their name against this token um it's it's going to be one of those that is definitely going to ride off into the sunset it'll survive it's it's lucky that it's going to survive but it's you know it just happens to be the case um yeah. it will survive all the nonsense do not bet against elon musk johnny never bet against cool. elon musk never no, no, bet no. Against elon. in fact you touched on something that's so important and we've been talking about that all the time here and you know i was I'm just kidding there but the reality is Community really is key. And that's the one thing that if I've learned anything from being in crypto is I've seen that the community, you know, these certain communities build and they're so strong and they build this foundation. And like you said, someone can abandon a project and somebody else can pick it up and run with it. And that really is the power of decentralization. That's what's so beautiful about it. And hopefully, you know, the, 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 the elites don't don't stifle that innovation and allow us to continue to build decentralized type products like this. Cause you could see how you could turn something that was a joke coin into something that could actually be real world utility. So I, mm -hmm. I got, I, I, I got some of my bags packed in Doge. I ain't lying because you don't bet against you, my baby. <laughs> you know, I just hope those photos don't turn up. Just pray. I can just ask you something very interesting, right? We have Elon Musk who started PayPal, right? Which is known as the PayPal mafia. And then he named his son X, do you think that these people, obviously Mark Cuban, Elon Musk, Kevin O'Leary, these guys have the awareness of XRP, XLM, Hedera. Why do you think they aren't publicly backing them yet? Is it part of an elite narrative where they don't even really control what they promote? They're just kind of told and do as they're told? Or do you think there's a reason they're hesitant to back a lot of these real assets? Well, um, so Kevin O'Leary has openly endorsed Hedera. Um, he has done that. But as far as XRP and Stellar, those are the best kept secrets of crypto to be very honest with you. Um, a lot of people will say that, um, like a lot of these billionaires will say, due to the litigation of the SEC case, they're, they're not touching it, right? They're not touching it. Well, this is the thing. I remember 
I remember back when Apple was being sued by Cisco, right, back in the day. That was an absolutely massive event um, that made a lot of people sell their Apple shares, right? Cataclysmic for people now looking back with 2020 uh, hindsight, right? But back then, Cisco was an absolute Goliath, and that was a massive threat to Apple. So now we recently saw that Amazon had to pay a $27 million settlement with the SEC. Tesla had to pay like a $40 million settlement with the SEC. The way I view an SEC lawsuit is just the government wanting a success tax from these businesses because they need some money. <laughs> you know, that's what these lawsuits look like to me. And um, so what I'll personally say is that they probably don't like to talk about it because they don't want any legal ramifications of promoting a, a crypto that's being sued. Um, they may or may not understand it. But listen, like if you think these people don't know what XRP is and what it's meant to do, you're out of your minds. Um, the issue is, are they caught up on the narrative or are they not? Um, Mike Novogratz have been, has been a propagator of XRP um, FUD, right? And I'm actually going to be talking about that in my video today. I'm, uh, I'm usually very educational and grounded today. I'm just going to be talking shit and it's going to be amazing. And I'm going to be talking a lot of shit on my channel today on Mike Novogratz. <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things where um, XRP is easily overlooked and people can be easily dissuaded from investing because it hasn't moved it's being sued um and it goes against the whole crypto idealism it really does so i understand why people hate xrp but you better usually what you hate in life makes you the most money so <laughs> yeah, yeah you know and it's funny just building on what you said so we had xrp jenna on the show uh, a few weeks ago and she's fantastic and um she's got a friend that works for a three-letter agency i'm not going to say what it is and she was telling us like her friend was telling her like this was a few years ago like literally saying xrp and xlm were the chosen ones behind the scenes those are going to be the two big ones and so it's not funny it's not um surprising to me to see that throughout this major bull that we've lived the past you know two months or two years i should say year and a half we haven't seen really XLM or XRP really, you know, do those euphoric runs like we, we thought they would. They kind of did more what, what I would say the bull calls baby calf walks. Boy, you want to tell the audience what a baby calf walk is? <laughs> oh, sure. So baby calf walk is a small increase in price appreciation. Maybe we saw a, a, a little bit of a bull run, right? Everyone's happy. Everyone thinks, you know, this is amazing. I've never made 200% this quickly before my life i'm like you guys don't know what the hell a bull run is all right <laughs> that's what it is. when when you see 50x returns in six weeks that's a bull run that's a raging bull a baby calf walk is a little, a little bit of price action, a little bit of momentum you know it's like it's like teasing it's like oh yeah let's uh, we're getting ready for what we're going to become you know so speaking yep. of speaking of Elon Musk and rocket ships, we only have about, I don't want to take too much of your time, Bull. We got about five minutes left here. So I'd love to get a real short and concise answer so I can clip this and post it everywhere possible. The XRP lawsuit is going on right now. Question number one, when do you think it will end? Question number two, what happens to XRP after the lawsuit's over? Um, well, XRP is going to the moon after the lawsuit's over. The question is, is it going to go to the moon before the lawsuit is over? Um, in anticipation for the lawsuit ending. I'm more on the side of XRP 
price appreciation before the lawsuit ends. Um, it's usually always buy the rumor, sell the news, and the lawsuit ending would be the news. Um, the rumor is the lawsuit is coming close to an end. Um, Ripple will be IPOing after the lawsuit is over. I don't know if it's immediately after, um, but it'll eventually happen after this lawsuit is over, as stated by um, um, Yoshitaka Katao over in Japan. Um, but as far as when do I think it could end, um, we've had time frames um, on the legitimate end of this lawsuit um, between uh, November and February. 2020 November this year to February 2023 however I feel like I genuinely feel and this is the naughty naughty word Jeremy Hogan likes to say on his channel and he blur he bleeps it out I genuinely believe a settlement may be likely and and the issue is yeah. we've seen the evidence that Bill Hinman's speech was actually reviewed and given comment on by about 60 SEC officials how can you have a personal opinion that was circulated by 60 people and people gave input on what to say on your personal opinion? That's <laughs> nonsense, right? So it's like, this is yeah. this is factually known. If they lose this lawsuit against Ripple, it would be the best thing for the crypto space, but the worst thing for the SEC, right? The SEC would then be, cryptos could then um, use this Ripple lawsuit standard as the Ripple test and say, Hey, yeah, there wasn't fair notice, right? I don't see a way that SEC possibly um, gives up that power unless they're just incompetent. And you know what? Gary Gunswood might be that guy. He might be that incompetent. But um, logic and reason tells me a settlement is the most likely outcome. Gen genuinely. Genuinely. And I don't know when a settlement can happen, but it could at any given moment. Amazing. And that's why I continue to hold it. Amazing. And what you did say, just for anybody who didn't catch that, he did say that at some point XRP will be three figures, and that's going to come not only after the lawsuit, but once it's actually realized for its real-world utility. We're going to close it out here, Bearable. I want to say thank you. I'd love to give you the opportunity to just tell people where they can find more of your content and anything else you'd like to share. Sure. And before anything else, guys, um, just nothing but love and blessings to the entire 3T team. You guys are like family to me. Genuinely, you treat me um, beyond what I deserve. And, um, you know, anything you guys ever need from me, don't hesitate to ask. Um, as far as me, you can find me most active on YouTube, The Bearable Bull, on Twitter, The Bearable Bull, and on Instagram, The Bearable Bull. I post aggressively average content every single day. And the reason I say aggressively average is one, for humility, but two, just because um, it's hilarious. Why the hell not? You know, <laughs> um, I do also have a mentorship program to help people not only on their crypto journey, but um, throughout their entire entrepreneurial journey. This is a journey to turn into your ideal version of yourself, right? And that comes with financial freedom and the character you need to develop in order to become financially free is a complete 180, maybe from what you are now. We talk about real estate, Airbnb, other passive income sources when it comes to crypto. So um, if you're interested in that, come check it out. If not, there's plenty of free content out there that I put out every day, guys. So um, without further ado, much love and 3T.
to the damn moon, my friends. Much to love. the moon, baby, to the moon. We got 370 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. If you're looking for a deeper, more fundamental understanding of the crypto market, the best place to do so is the 3T Warrior Academy, where you get access to our entire team. And of course, Coach JV, weekly updates on his portfolio. And we'll close this thing out the same way we always do. Warriors, rise. Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us today. Let's go. Thank you to the bearable bull. God bless the bull, man. Rolling out. There we go. Ha, 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 ha.